Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And this is the podcast where two bums, actually scratch that, three bums, uh, <laughs> talk about bums uh, at baseball games. Uh, we're joined today uh, for the second time in our podcast history by Ben Perkins. Ben, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan, guys. Uh, <laughs> really what you guys been doing. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, yeah, we, we have a lot uh, going on in this podcast. We're going to talk about some award winners up at the top here, but then we're going to talk about old uh, uh, baseball commercials that are that we that struck us as funny. So that should be good. Yeah. Ben, do you remember being on the podcast? <laughs> I, I do. Even though I'm recently sober, I do remember being on that podcast. It was fun. Uh, your responses so far have made me think. It made me feel like he might not remember that he was on this po- the show before. But you are you are our first returning guest, Ben. So uh, welcome. Yeah, we, we we appreciate it. And um, you were here last time for baseball videos, and so it makes sense for us to bring you back for baseball commercials. So looking forward to it. Uh, but I guess first order of business, Jack. We have our ninety five rookies, right? Yeah, um, Jeremy. My nineteen ninety five rookie is Steve Sparks. Do you remember Steve Sparks? Oh God! Did Steve Sparks have a mustache? Like, did he look like kind of like like a trashy guy? Maybe I, I don't remember him having a mustache. Uh, he he doesn't look uh, particularly trashy. He looks kind of just like a regular dude. But he threw he threw a okay. knuckle he threw a knuckleball. Um, I don't know if you remember that knuckleballer Steve Sparks. They would always call I, him. I think I'm I'm definitely confusing him with a different guy. I think, but uh, but yeah, Steve Sparks. T- tell me about him, Jack. Yeah, sure. So I, I always, for some reason I always associated him with being on the Brewers because he was on the Brewers for a couple years when I was a little kid. But he only spent uh, two of his seasons with the Brewers, 1995 and 96. Um, then he got injured in '97, and they kind of bounced around after that. Um, he, he didn't make his major league debut until age 29, so he was an old rookie. Um, through through over 200 innings in his uh, in his rookie year, but he uh, he was kind of he was a bum man. He was a career bum. He had a four <laughs> he had a 488 career ERA in uh, in uh, 270 games. Uh, pitched over 1300 innings. Started 182 games. Oddly enough, in 2001 for Detroit, he actually had a semi decent season. He, he threw eight complete games and had a 365 ERA, and he pitched 232 innings. But he struck out only 116 guys, so that knuckle that knuckleball wasn't really fooling anybody. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I recently watched the documentary Knuckleball. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's about R.A. Dickey and uh, Tim Wakefield, and you know, all the old knuckleballers. But they actually didn't mention Steve Sparks. Uh, so I get that that seems like kind of a slap uh, to Steve Sparks. But um, that was something I always, uh, you know, I always kind of knew he was kind of the first knuckleballer that I was aware of. So, uh, Steve Sparks, 1995 guy for me. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his career numbers and like, yeah, so he was 35 and in, in 01 when he hit through those eight complete games. I wonder if he's thinking like, Hey, you know, I made it to the, the bigs and at 29, I got injured. I made it back put together some, you know, kind of rough seasons. I'm just going to like leave it all out there. Like, 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 you know, empty the tank, you know, in Oh one and just go eight complete. And then they're <laughs> like, um, yeah, you're still going to, we're still going to need you for, you know, uh, another four years after that, or at least another <laughs> three years after that. So 
Yeah. Uh, the joke was on him, I guess. But well, he was probably like, oh, I'm a knuckleballer. I'm, I'm 35. I'm just getting started. You know? Yeah, I guess um, so. Because those guys pitch until they're about, you know, 50 years old, like Charlie Huff and Phil Necro. Um, That's true. But yeah, uh, Steve Sparks, you know, 2004 was his last year. Oof, he had a 604 ERA and 120 innings for the uh, Diamondbacks. That's uh, that's brutal. Um, but yeah, I uh, I actually uh, am surprised that he played that long and with that many teams. But uh, yeah, first knuckleballer I was aware of, Jeremy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, from from one one good bum deserves another. Uh, my ninety five guy is Sean Estes. Oh, Sean Estes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember Sean Estes. Yeah, I feel like this is some someone too. Uh, ben can can uh, can chime in on. I'm sure he remembers the Sean Estes year in uh, Chicago. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't Estes, think I want to. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. That, if you look at his numbers, you you definitely don't want to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, so he uh, he's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, he came up with the Giants uh, in '95. Um, only threw three games in '95, so um, I think he probably lost his rookie eligibility in '96. Um, but uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, and I mean, like he was just a guy. I, like I mean, for a lefty, I mean, maybe uh, people were feeling okay about his numbers, but uh, not so not so good. He uh, he was with the Giants from the the bulk of his uh beginning of his career and then he went to the uh the Mets the Reds but he was on the 03 Cubs um which you know was the Bartman year um he he was like the fifth starter on I think on that 03 Cubs team you know that that's interesting Jeremy I have no recollection of him being on the Cubs um I mean I guess because he wasn't on them for very long he was just on them for that one year um yeah uh, I I remember when uh uh, my family, when we went to a San Francisco Giants game, um, I think it was in 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2001. But like we were we were waiting in line to like get tickets. Um, I, I don't know what brought this on, like why we were in this line. But we were in this line to, waiting for tickets. And like the woman in front of us was like getting Sean Estes's player tickets. So I wasn't sure if that was like his wife. I was actually going to pick Sean Estes to tell that story. But then I realized it wasn't much of a story. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, also, if you look at Sean Estes' numbers, um, he walked a lot of guys. My God. Yeah. Um, I mean, in that Cubs yeah. season, he walked 83 in 152 innings, uh, led the majors in walks in 97, 100 walks in 201 innings. Um, yeah, like four times in his career, he walked over 100 guys, and he wasn't an innings eater. So, like, he just had terrible control. And, like, his walk – dude, his walk-to-strikeout ratio in, 2000, yeah. in 2004 – he struck out 117 guys. He walked 105. I mean, that's just that's dreadful. Well, yeah, his a, career. Oh, so go ahead, Ben. As I was going to say, is uh, the kiss of death. He went to Colorado right after the Cubs. Like, that's where, <laughs> he that's where managed, the 2004 season is. Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, try to wash that taste out of your mouth by going to Colorado and getting your brains beat in. Um, <laughs> his career strikeout to walk ratio is 1.41. So for every <laughs> For every one and a half, like less than one and a half guys he struck out, he would walk a guy. So that's not good. Um, I remember saying to to a f- friend of the show, never guessed Mark Bubblebath. Um, well, you know, never, maybe maybe he'll be a guest again. But Mark, uh, yeah, I was gonna say Mark. Mark was a guest one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I remember remarking to him in that O three season. Um, that uh like he doesn't like Sean Estes doesn't bend his back like he didn't like 
Like he just didn't seem to like bend over properly when he was pitching. Like he just kind of pitched with a straight back, which is not really the kind of form you you look for in a pitcher. Um, but again, I in my mind, I remember him being like a serviceable guy. But then you look at his numbers, and he had a five seventy three ERA for the O three Cubs. Yeah, um, that's pretty craptastic. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, I, I like in three different seasons. Like he uh, he led the major leagues and earned runs allowed in uh, two thousand four. Uh, he led the major leagues in walks in 97 and he led the majors in, in wild pitches in uh, 99. Um, I think that's what, that's what Bill James calls black ink. He's got a lot of black ink on his record, but like oh, yeah. uh, not in the, not in the good way, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, there you go. Sean Estes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. Well, uh, there's uh, some more news on the White Sox front with uh higher of the season, higher of the off season so far, Tony La Russa. Uh, news came out uh, a couple days ago um, that Tony La Russa uh, was, was uh, issued a DUI in Arizona, right? Uh, yes. In February? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not the one in, in 07, which was also in Arizona, I believe. Um, but uh, this is a different one. And uh, the news came out, um, but the... Like, so not good, um, I would say. Uh, but what's even worse about it is that the White Sox knew about it um, before hiring him. Like, they found out, like, the day before or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I, yeah, there's there's a lot to break down about that story. So, first of all, you said that the other one uh, also happened in Arizona as well? I think so. I, th- well, okay. I think it was during spring training. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like that, like, he just likes to go to spring training and, like, party. You know, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. Now, um, another thing that struck me about the story, Jeremy, uh, is that like he was just waiting, like he crashed his car into like the sidewalk or something or or whatever. This is this most recent time. The other time, I think he was asleep at the wheel. But like this time, he like crashed his SUV into the side of the road and like was waiting by the car as the cop yeah. as the cop came by. I don't see why he didn't just pull a Lance Briggs. Maybe he was like too old to do that. <laughs> That that yeah, would seem maybe. like the sense the sensible thing to do in that in that instance. Like I'm sure he knows guys who could like you know take him out of like come pick him up and take him out of there. Uh, so yeah, that, that's fixer. what I yeah a fixer. That's that's what I think he should have done. And that's <laughs> or just use Uber. I mean, come on. I mean, or, or, or Lyft or well, something. I mean, do you think only- Tony Larusa has Uber on his phone? Yeah, <laughs> no. And that's that's one of the many problems. Right, but he yeah he's but he is going to lead a young you know fresh team into the promised land. But he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't know what a what an app is, other than like what you get before your entree at a restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, I was actually thinking about that, but um, and I, I'm probably giving Tony Larusa too much credit here. But like, you know, if you used Uber or Lyft, like, you know, the cops would be able to uh, like, you know, look at your app and see that you like took the Lyft from there. So like, he wouldn't have plausible deniability. Uh, what was it oh. with, with with Lance Briggs? Like, they just found him at his house the next day. Um, yeah. Ben, do you remember what, how that? Yeah. So they found his car and it got, it got uh, dumped to the the press and they got a hold of it. And when they were asking him questions, you know, he was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, he said he was driving and they, you know, they pretty much only had could charge him with abandoning a vehicle on the side of the road they couldn't get him for anything else even yeah i'm sure he called someone on the team whatever number was in his wallet and he's like 
yeah, I just was going, you know, 250 miles an hour in my Lamborghini and I crashed into a, uh, you know, a tunnel or what was it like an overpass or something crashed? Into? Yeah. An embundment, impundment. What do you, what do you, what's that word? Like, yeah, it was like, it was the, um, like there was an overpass going, uh, yeah, over the highway and he hit like the, the cement, you know, pillar it's a jack's point i bet uh lance briggs could run a lot faster than tony <laughs> well yeah if you remember if you like for for people who, who don't know about the lance briggs thing uh yeah he crashed his car on the on the expressway in chicago um and it's you know it's it's like there's an embankment leading up to like the main road and so like he i think he had to like climb up that like this like steep grass embankment to get back onto like this surface streets so he could like get picked up by the bears fixer. Um, but yeah, La Russa, I mean, I mean, I think if La Russa took off in the, in the Arizona night, he could have been mauled by coyotes or something. So it <laughs> it's was just a, a bad poison. scene. It's just really bad. And you know, it's, uh, I guess the alcohol, uh, laws in uh, Arizona are really strict and, you know, in Phoenix, I guess they have some of the worst, but he, he didn't, he didn't blow right away. He re- refused to do a breathalyzer. And so by the time they got a warrant to do it, he was already like, a, you know, the equivalent of having only a few beers. That's not the point. The point is, is that, you know, this White Sox knew about it. You know, he's a bit, he's, I've always hated La Russa to watch because, you know, being a, a Chicago fan, but uh, man, he's just, that's just a bad luck. And <laughs> well, I, I don't, I feel like there was, there, so there was so much backlash, um, to the hire, uh, that like Just the hire in general, yeah, the hire yeah. in general, not, not even, even before this, people were up in arms about it, but the, this really does feel like the white Sox got like a second chance to, to back out of this without embarrassing anybody except for maybe Tony La Russa. But you know, this is a, like, this is their chance now to back out of this. So if they, if they don't, um, you know, that would be, that'll be another matter. And like Tony La Russa's actions, already we're going to be scrutinized to the nth degree, but now that's, that's even going to be more so because like of the hoops that Jerry Reinsdorf went through to, to hire him. Yeah. It's just a mess. Just such a total mess. Um, I just, I'm picturing Jerry. I don't even know like how, how with it Jerry is these days, but I'm just picturing me like, what you did? What? Oh, Tony, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Jerry. Don't let uh, him off the hook that bad. He's not that senile. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He did yeah. this on, he did this because he wanted to. He knew about it. Uh, you know, of course, the press got a hold of it and just like they're tearing him apart. And it, they're, you know, he shouldn't be, I guess, found guilty until, you know, she's innocent to prove guilty. But at the same time, why would you want this guy to do, to, to coach your young team it's just uh you know, he's always been a bag he's always he's got steroid <laughs> ties all over the place uh he's got uh you know a trail of dead bodies uh from uh his cardinal days i mean there's a couple guys who passed away from drunk driving oh yeah literally literally you mean literal dead bodies yeah li- yeah literally i mean okay so like all, some of those guys and you know i'm not i'm not making light of the situation. It's a serious problem. And to me, that's, that's what the White Sox should be doing is taking it seriously because it sounds like he has a drinking problem. 
Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Well, let's let's not um, uh, forget. Uh, well, first of all, Ben, to your point that Jerry Reinsdorf is not that uh, senile. Uh, I, I will agree. Like after after watching the Last Dance, uh, he actually seems pretty with it. Unless for some reason he just like uh, you know decided to become superhuman for those interviews, but he actually seems like he's he actually still seems like he knows what's what's going on pretty well. And I was I was surprised at how young he looked, considering that I think he's in his eighties now. I'm, I'm sure they did a good job with his makeup. But uh, Ben uh, also um, not only is Larusa like knee deep in the steroids thing, but he was also like one of the first people who used technology to steal signs as well. Um, I think he was doing that as in in the eighties with. The White Sox. So he's a steroid guy. Um, he's also a, a cheater too. Uh, and <laughs> as far as as far as stealing signs, people talked about how like Hinch and Cora shouldn't be let back in, but like Tony Larusa, you know, they say he's on the cutting edge of sabermetric metrics, but he was also on the cutting edge of like cheating with uh, with stealing signs. So that was a, that was a whole nother thing. Um, yeah, I will uh, I will agree um, that I think that they should uh, they should get rid of him. But uh, I do. I did see a funny thing today. It was the best thing I saw today. Someone, someone like uh, had like a custom Larusa jersey, but instead of whatever his number is going to be, like the number was 0.08, uh, wow. like for the number on it. I thought, wow, that is a that is a that is a sick burn on Tony Larusa. I, I would <laughs> I would wear that to the ballpark. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, I man, I I don't know. It's even if they fire him, like. I don't even know like how much they, I mean, I guess like just literal out of sight, out of mind would help them, but like to, to, to fire him as a, to a, as in a reaction to this. Well, cause like they, the fact that they knew already, it's like they already can't like fire him to save face because they already chose to not to, to hire him. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just, there's, it's a lose lose at this point. Um, I, it, I don't know. It's, it, I don't think I can make any, comedy of this more than it, it already is so i don't even know what else to say about hey, dude, who's gonna want that job after after all this now now you gotta step in and clean up this mess on top of there's another guy who likes to sit in the hotel and uh, drink you know he's got that one comment where he said uh you know he, he goes down and drinks in the hotel lobby whether he wins or loses he, he drinks <laughs> to celebrate and he drinks to sulk his uh and think about a loss so he, no matter what he does he drinks so yeah, I bet Oz, Ozzy probably has his kid drive him around, though. You know, <laughs> well, he's in a hotel room, right? Yeah, sure. Hotel lobby or whatever. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, that's good. He keeps it local, yeah. But my, uh, my favorite quote from Tony Larusa from the police report of this most uh, recent one was that he said, <laughs> uh, he said to the cop, he said, uh, I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person, brother. Um, <laughs> which is that that's a that's a great quote um, from him. And that is those were his actual words. Uh, so yeah, he did. He did pull the "Do you do you know who I am?" card to the cop as well. Yeah, yeah, pulling a lot of uh, uh, cliches out of these couple weeks. Uh, not a racist bone in my body, uh, <laughs> you know, things like that. So yeah, he he did manage Ray Lankford. So y yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have uh, some of my best friends are black. <laughs> some of those things. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's um. It's uh, it's a mess already. It's 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 already paying dividends. Um, so we'll 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 see how where it goes from here. But um, yeah, I I I always hope that uh, Tim Anderson remembers this if if he's getting in the doghouse. <laughs> well, Jeremy. Oh. Um, oh, go ahead, Ben. 
No, I was to say like that's the other thing that kind of bothers me about Larusa is he hasn't reached out to any of the players yet. I mean, now I understand why he hasn't reached out to Tim Anderson, but like he hasn't called anybody or talked to any of the players yet, and it's <laughs> like I don't know if the, I don't know if anyone else would have would have done that if he got hired. You know, it's like I don't know what this guy's thinking. Like, wouldn't you I, reach out to your All Star shortstop and just say hey, what's up? Yeah, you probably would think so. <laughs> of course, people were making jokes that like Tony Larusa didn't know how to unlock his phone to to call people, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I guess that. But yeah, uh, that's absolutely true. I mean, I could imagine if AJ Hinch or you know somebody else had been hired, uh, they certainly would have would have already done that. Um, you know, and not only has he not reached out to Tim Anderson at all, but like also other players like Marcus Stroman have now started saying like, oh, I'll never, I'll never sign with the White Sox as long as Tony LaRusse is the manager. So not only has he not reached out to his own guys, but he's actually a deterrent for potential free agents. He's, he cost poor Marcus Stroman money. Cause uh, I saw, I think I saw pop up today. Marcus Stroman took the qualifying offer. Did he? Yeah. With the, yeah. With the Mets. So it's like, okay, well he could have signed a friggin' five-year contract with the Sox for a hundred and, you know, $20, million, but Okay, he'll just stay with the uh, with the Mets. He chose the Mets over <laughs> playing for Tony Larusa. There you go. Well, the Mets are going places, baby. <laughs> yeah, maybe with that with the new guy, right? Um, well, anyway, well, speaking of uh, I don't know, speaking of n- n- nothing necessarily, but uh, we th- there were some awards that came out uh, too. I mean, no big surprises, I think. Uh, I guess speaking of White Sox managers here, I'll I'll backtrack and make that my my segue. Uh. Ricky Renteria was a nominee for AL Manager of the Year. Uh, did not win though. Um, they they gave those awards out along with Cy Young and Rookies Rookie of the Year so far. Uh, Kevin Cash won the AL uh, Manager of the Year. Uh, note that the voting was done before the playoffs. <laughs> I was going um, to say, yeah, yeah, and uh, Don Mattingly uh, was the Manager of the Year for the National League. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think anybody really expected the Marlins to do anything. Uh, of course, there were also people saying, oh, it's only a 60-game season. Some crazy team could make the playoffs. And uh, the Marlins, the Marlins were that crazy team. They went from a 100-loss team uh, last year in 2019 to to making the playoffs. So good for Don yeah. Mattingly. Although you, you do have to think that, like, the 60-game season uh, definitely did play a part in that. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, – and, you know, it, it's funny, Jeremy, you, you made the joke that like, you know, these, this voting was done before the playoffs. So Kevin Cash would have, uh, you know, he, he, you know, might not have won because of the bad decision that he made in game six to take out Blake Snell. Uh, but like still, even so, like Rick Renteria's team collapsed as well uh, down the stretch. So I, I still don't think Ricky deserved to win it. I, I think Kevin Cash was the obvious choice. The Rays were the best team yeah. in the in the AL this year. So that was he he would have been he would have been the obvious choice, uh, you know, regardless of what happened in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Um, rookies of the year uh, were Devin Williams for the Brewers, and no surprise, Kyle Lewis for the uh, for the Mariners. And uh, you know, Luis Robert uh, was a victim of that that slump at the end of the year that kind of cost him the chance to win Rookie of the Year. But uh, yeah, Lewis won it unanimously. Yeah. Um... You know, with the Devin Williams uh, uh, thing, Jeremy, I, first of all, I want to say I think he only gave up one earned run in 27 innings. 
which is uh, which is crazy. Yeah. But when I look at that, though, I mean, he only did pitch 27 innings, and like I get that it was a 60 game season, but I don't know. Like, I, I it's hard to get super jazzed up about these awards. Uh, you know, the the individual player awards, uh, just because of the small sample size, it seems kind of silly. They named uh, MVPs in the 94 strike shortened season too. But, um, you know, that was a little bit more legit because most teams had played about 110 games. But here it just it just does seem kind of kind of silly to me. Um, I, I would have kind of rather they just named an all MLB team or something like that and just not not like had a MVP and stuff like that. But I guess it is what it is. Yeah, I don't think anyone like outrageous is going to end up walking away with an award. Uh, you know, like it's it's not like um, whatever, like uh, someone. I don't know, some bum like had like a good two months and wins like MVP or something Uh, like it'll probably be Freddie Freeman or something. Right. You can't really argue that he wouldn't normally be an MVP contender. Uh, The Devin Williams thing is weird. I heard them say about him like he's going to be the first pitcher to ever win a postseason award without recording like a win or a save. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically the yeah. I mean, he, he was basically used as a setup man for Josh Hader. Um uh, yeah, so that that's interesting. Um, I mean, that also kind of speaks to the way that like uh, baseball is going as far as how they use their pitchers, where like these, uh, you know, these guys who come in to pitch like the seventh and eighth inning are now like just as just as feared and like just as renowned as the guys who start and finish the game. Um, I mean, we saw that in the Rays, uh, you know, the playoffs with the Rays. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's, he's the first guy like that. Uh, he probably won't be the last. Although I will say over the course of a 162 game season for a guy who's pitching 70, 80 games in high leverage situations, it's going to be hard for anybody to like not get a, a for a guy to get a decision, uh, either a win, you know, a win in that, like in, in the full season. So uh, that was just, that was kind of an anomaly um, that he didn't have a yeah. winner or a save, but that, that is cool yeah. though. It is, it is a, a cool statistic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, Cy Young's got to announce today, uh, Trevor Bauer and uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, I don't think any surprise there. I was hoping maybe Darvish could pull it out, but uh, but yeah, I think Bauer was uh, pretty dominant all season. Yeah, good for Bauer for uh, winning the Cy Young in his his free agent year. I think he already rejected the qualifying offer, if I'm not mistaken. So okay, he's gonna he's gonna go to free agency and he'll he'll get a nice contract somewhere. It seems like he's the hottest free agent on the market. So there'll be a lot of teams yeah. uh, bidding for him, including the Mets. I think the Mets really want him. So. Um, yikes. Uh, yeah. Well, um, Jack, you mentioned that, you know, in the episode that we did, uh, in the off season teams to have never won uh, a major award. Um, yeah, this is the first Cincinnati red Cy Young, which is, which is hard to believe. It is. Cause they're like the oldest franchise in baseball, but I don't think they started giving the Cy Young away until like the 1950s. I want to say, I mean, the mid fifties, 55, 56, somewhere around there. Um, sure. uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, but um, yeah, that that's it's strange that the Reds have never had one because they have had some pretty good pitchers. So uh, yeah, good good for Trevor Bauer for getting it done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he signs and for how much. Um, well, uh, uh, and then like so, yeah. So the M- MVPs are coming tomorrow, but um, we'll we'll see what uh, what happens with that. I guess there's maybe a little bit of uh, ambiguity about who who might win those, but uh, I don't know. I think like Abreu and Freeman are kind of like the odds on favorite right now. So mm-hmm. uh, we shall see. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's get to some some baseball commercials, shall we? 
Yeah, I like it. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, Jeremy, uh, before okay. we do, you mentioned you mentioned segues before. Um, uh-huh. You know, you ended up having a decent segue into into that <laughs> last segment with the awards. But I do like how whenever we talk about uh, like the years, like the '94, '95, it's always just like it's yeah. So that so that guy, you know, he played. All right, so moving on. Um, <laughs> like we never we never have good segues out of that because it's always like we always pick guys who are just a letdown. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, not, now that I've called it out, maybe we'll we'll improve on it. But uh, just well, that's the to... bit, isn't it? I, I thought that was the whole bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> funny that. Yeah, it, not not intentional, but uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> they're relics of their time, and they fit. They in no way fit into any sort of modern day baseball conversation. So well, you guys stumped me today on both of them. So I was like, uh, SD, I remember Estes a little bit, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I usually yeah. I, I got a comment on, on one of them, like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, the one year, that one great year in Chicago, Sean <laughs> Estes, really. Um, all right, so um, we're gonna wing this one a little bit. I got, I, I I'm gonna be like the uh, the MC here. I got uh, all the videos here that people sure. sent, and uh, I can share my screen. Okay. So, um, actually, oh boy, let me see if I can do this really quick because this is gonna be kind of tricky. Um. Well, crap. Okay, we can figure this out. Um, Jack, I got one of yours up first. Do you have a preference okay. on which ones? Sure, yeah, because go I was going to say, Jeremy, I sent you a few of them. Um, I'm yeah. not sure we'll, we'll, if we'll get to all of them. But let me uh, let me see here. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to see which ones I chose. Let's do um, uh, – okay, let, just for starters, just to kind of get us kicked off, let's do, let's do the DiMaggio one first. That's kind of a weird one. Okay. Let me uh, pull that. Let me pull that bad boy up. Um, all right, let's see how we can do this here. So, take your time. <laughs> as a um, as a teacher in the year twenty twenty, I've gotten pretty good at sharing my screen. So, um, so here we go. Here's the Joe DiMaggio Mister Coffee commercial from nineteen ninety. Yeah. Here we go. Natural. Hey, that one takes me back. <laughs> I love watching my highlights. Yeah, but what's funny is you're known as the hitter and baseball's greatest all-around player. But what I remember is your pitching for Mr. Coffee. The best I've ever taken. Oh, nice delivery, Joe. You know back then Mr. Coffee was the best-selling coffee maker, and it still is today because it still makes a delicious cup of coffee. Mr. Coffee is still the first choice of coffee lovers. Okay, so what's weird about that one is the the premise for that commercial is just like a bunch of people are over at his house watching highlights of his career. So it's like, is this a party he threw for himself to watch highlights? Because he's like, man, I love watching my highlights. And then the other guy just like, uh, you know, just like is like, Joe, you're the greatest. You're the greatest hitter and the greatest player of all time. And I, one thing I've I've heard about Joe DiMaggio is like whenever he would he would go to an event, he would insist on people calling him the greatest living ball player. So uh, yeah, there there you go, Joe uh, Joe DiMaggio, not a you know not a humble bone in the guy's body apparently. That sweater makes well, me feel safe. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a nice uh, yeah a nice like grandpa golf sweater. Um, yeah, uh, I mean that that maybe makes the case for for this being um, uh, a like watch party for his like highlight reel or something. <laughs> um, the guy, the guy, I'll say, yeah, the guy who's like talking to him definitely like stands out like a sore thumb. He kind of looks like an like an aged uh, Hank Azaria or something. 
um, from the Simpsons. But uh, yeah, definitely a bizarre commercial. And it um, is. And yeah, yeah. you're right. He he doesn't really fit in because it's like these other people are like uh, you know kind of like senior citizen type of people who they they look like they could be in an old folks home. But this guy looks like a (laughs) you know they they, he this guy looks like a game show host or something. So like he's definitely yeah he's definitely definitely does stick out for sure. There's no coffee in those cups. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a uh, you know the social room at the the villages uh, retirement community in Florida, um, right? That's the uh, I believe that's yeah that's that's the one where they had the Trump parade, right? Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's I think it's a, a clip straight out of there. Um, yeah, it's a uh, definitely an odd setting for sure. Um, well, there you go, Joe D. Um, Ben, what do you, uh, which one, uh, do you, uh, want to lead off with? Oh, well, you put me on the spot. Um, I guess we could do that, uh, the so-so one. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's what I, where I went. Um, all right. Let's see if we got a Grammarly can help you write yep. quickly. Damn commercials. Well, we'll vent, we'll, we'll vamp for one second and here we go. There's some like weird pre-roll on this one. Now batting for high heat baseball, Sammy Sosa. Hola. Hey Sam, you're in the wrong game. Huh? High heat is so real. Sammy Sosa High Heat Baseball 2001. Exciting pitcher batter matchups. Unanimous PC Sports Game of the Year winner. Rated E for everyone. Now batting Sammy Sosa. Hey, Sammy, you're in the wrong game. We're playing over at Greg's. Sammy Sosa High Heat Baseball 2001. Catch it. It's so real. There you go. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, now, now I now, know where, yeah, I was going to say, now I know where uh, Terrell Owens got the idea to hide that cell phone in his sock after he scored a touchdown. <laughs> I guess he got it from this commercial. Yeah, so just to, to walk through some of the visuals there, yeah, so Sam, it starts off with Sammy Sosa like at the plate, but he's like green screened into the video game footage. Okay, so everything else is like, I guess this is PlayStation. So this is like sixteen bit uh, video game, I guess. But Sammy Sosa is like live action video. And he hits a home run, and he like does his trademark step, and then he like pulls out his phone from his ass pocket. So he has a cell phone in his uniform pants pocket, and Don Baylor is on the other end calling him. Telling him he's in the wrong game. <laughs> he's in the video game and not the actual game going on. And Don Baylor does not seem too worried about it either. He's like, hey, Sammy, you're in the wrong game. It's like, okay, well, uh, yeah, he's paying him like however many millions of dollars. But so, yeah, so it goes on from there. But uh, I don't know, Ben, what we're, what uh, we, we did talk about this one briefly, I think, um, on the podcast. But But hit us with your thoughts on this one. Well, I think that the one thing that sticks up is they could only give Sammy like one quote to say to coach him. Hmm. Up. They just coached yeah. him to say the one thing. I mean, his English was uh, pretty good, but uh, as far as acting and stuff, it's just—it's uh, so real. It's like uh, pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Even this, even he couldn't even get the timing. So in the, so then to be <laughs> like to to like you know bookend the the video. Um, then he's he's batting again in like real life, I guess. Um, or is it still the video game here? Let's yeah, he's batting in real life theoretically. And then some like fucking kid calls him and he's like, Hey Sammy, you're in the wrong game. We're over Greg's over. We're playing or we're playing at Greg's house or something. And then 
So, but as the kid is still talking, Sammy's like, what, what? And it's like, the timing is all off. Um, but yeah, definitely a couple, a couple observations here too, is like, he pulls the phone out of his back pocket and it's a cell phone and it's a flip phone and it's already <laughs> flipped. <laughs> so something tells me that they ran through it once and like, he couldn't unflip it. Like in the amount of time they're like, Sammy, this is like a 30 second spot. Like, we need you to flip it and like, you know, do your lines. That's probably why his timing got messed up because he got all thrown off by the direction. How many, so this, how many takes do you think it did? I'd say 75 at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. It was so. a, it, it was a Stanley Kubrick uh, special. You know, they made him, <laughs> they made him do 140, 140 takes of it. Yeah. Um, he's the Shelly Duvall of, uh, of video <laughs> game, com- baseball commercials. Um, was, was Don Baylor managing the Cubs at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I'm trying to think of the years Don Baylor managed the Cubs, like 2000 to like 2004 or something. No, because you know he no he was out by he he ended in 03 was uh, Baker's first year. So mm-hmm. Baylor was maybe 2000 to 2002. Okay, okay, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say if uh, if this was Dusty Baker era, the only person Sammy Sosa would like be on the phone with during a game is like calling up to Steve Stone to to complain about them. Right, um, it would be an outgoing call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeremy, I, I remember you uh, talking, talking to me about this one. I think, I think you originally thought the quote was, uh, I love to hit a home run. Isn't that, well, what, is that a different, no, that's a, that's a different commercial. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. No, the try, the, 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 uh, tri- trifecta of Sammy Sosa commercials is this one for Sammy Sosa, high heat baseball. Um, the it's so real. There's like, like there was one for like WGN where they had had like a, a home run distance guessing contest. You had to guess like the distance of a home run, and Sammy Sosa came on and said, "I love to hit a home run." And <laughs> uh, and then the other one was, you know, we were talking. I was telling telling this to to Ben before we started. There there are so many video games that we just can't. Or I mean, uh, commercials that we just can't find video for. Um, and one of them that I would die to find. Is like it was a Fox uh, baseball commercial for like Saturday afternoon Fox baseball, and it was I, I've said this already on the podcast, but it's like Sandberg and uh, and and Sosa walk into like the clubhouse and like I I don't even I don't remember if it's like the umpire or or the manager or a, a teammate, but they're like covered under like s- sunflower seeds. And uh, they're like, yeah, he's been, you know, we, we couldn't find him. Like he's been hitting the sunflower seeds hard or something like that. And then they walk in and they see him covered under sunflower seeds. And so Sandberg says, looks like you're going to have to give him mouth to mouth. And Sosa goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like his three lines that he's ever delivered, like in a commercial, I would say. But <laughs> yeah, classic stuff. This is uh, there's some good stuff here. And I will say this too real quick. Um, I don't even know if you guys, since I'm sharing my screen, I have like a better quality version of it that I can see, but this is like, this is kind of like an HD quality upload, um, which is relatively recent uh, that they uploaded this. One thing that's funny about it is like in the video game footage, like when you're going to show off your video game, you show off, like you probably want to show off the best looking footage. Um, Yeah. And that's what I I was going to say that like uh, this deterred me from buying this game. Yeah, no, like they show these, they show like a clip right there of a, of, of a guy sliding into third base and he slides through the guy. Like, it's like that, um, 
you know, like a ghost passing through like a living person. Like he slides through him, like in the graphics. And I'm like, this was in the commercial. Like they couldn't even like make fake good looking graphics. Like these graphics, just this is what video games w- were like. And oh yeah, it says 2001. So there you go. Yeah, and again, the guy falls over when he's striking out. Um, yeah, I mean Carlos Gomez used to do that, but like that's not a thing that you know that's not a thing that normally happens. No, no. And I think like RBI baseball dominated the the video game scene at the time, and that was a great game. Frank Thomas in that game was unstoppable. <laughs> uh, he was awesome. All you had to do was like tilt the the bat just a little bit to the to the left, and he just hit a triple every time in, in uh, Comiskey Park, New Comiskey Park. Totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. There were some good ones. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball was, was a good one. Oh yeah. 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 The old, the old one where he was the only player um, that yeah, was like, he, that was real. And the other guys were like real too, but like uh, they just, their names were like the themes of, of different stuff, like famous authors and famous bands. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about that one. The Colorado Rockies were uh, monster, were like monster movie uh, actors like B Lugosi and uh, B Karloff and stuff. Um, but you could change their names, and they were like real guys. Yeah, it was, it was a damn cool game. It was, yeah. I played full seasons with teams on that game. One, one more thing, Jeremy, about that game before we uh, uh, transition to yours. Um, the, the the Athletic wrote an article, and they caught up with one of the guys who like made that game, or like the guy, oh, who, wow. the guy who designed it, and he talked about all of the different names and stuff for the teams. And oh, like, really? yeah, once they like ran out of ideas for what to call guys, he just started using like his friends' names. Um, really? so that's why, that's why some of them seem random, but yeah, that was a, that was a really interesting article. I'll see if I can like send that, send that your way. If I remember correctly, Sammy Sosa's name in the game was Sammy scrap. <laughs> just, 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 just trying to pull that, but yeah. Um, yeah, great game. Um, for sure. Uh, all right. So here we go. Here's, is this one nice. really only 10 seconds long? <laughs> it might be. Uh, so I, again, again, I remember this, this, um, <clears throat> commercial came up on the uh, Zach Greenwood uh, episode of um, Baseball Cards. Um, <clears throat> this is from 1988, a True Link Fence uh, local commercial uh, for a fence company with Andre Dawson. And uh, I just, I just, I just love, love looking back at it. When I hit one over the fence at Wrigley Field, I hit it over a True Link fence. The hundreds of styles of chain link, ornamental iron, and wood fencing called True Link. <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> play, play, play that one more time jeremy only yeah ten, only 10 when seconds. I hit one over the here we go when i hit one over the fence at wrigley field i hit it over a true link fence the hundreds of styles of chain link ornamental iron and wood fencing called true link <laughs> now, now put up my fence <laughs> now get now get out of here i don't want your fence <laughs> I have, I have guard dogs. You know what's actually pretty cool about that shot, Jack? If you freeze frame it, that uh-huh. that might be right where we sat. Uh, you know, oh yeah, for, yeah, yeah. You know, outside of one of the games or outside is, of the game this year. This is true. Um, it's true, Link. I um, I, I wonder, Jeremy, if that was actually that sign was on there at any point <laughs> during the season, or if they just if they just put it up there like for the commercial. Yeah, you know that is true, Jack. This could just be someone's like front yard, um, you know, in in uh, Edison Park or something. That looks um, like the Budweiser house in the background there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That for sure. Well, you know what's funny? Yeah, that's true. You know, you know what's funny about the the shot? Okay, so. Oh, like where to begin? So it starts off with him standing there. So he's he's definitely in front of a green screen, and there's like these like fake green like there's these fence samples that are sitting out in like left center field. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> there's like a chain link. There's like a green one. There's a picket fence and then like a, a wooden fence. And so he's standing there. He's wearing a Cubs uh, like replica jersey, but it's just a white jersey yeah. with, with clearly they couldn't fight. get the right they couldn't get the rights to uh like the cubs logo for that one no definitely not true link was not getting the uh players uh, license on that one um and yeah so he's like he's saying that so then they cut to a shot of like <clears throat> it's like a, a quick zoom in as if like the camera was following a home run but <laughs> there's no one in the, the the stadium is like dead empty there's no one in the stands and like so they had to have like this is this is one that that kind of makes me wonder because it's like did the true link camera company get access to like a wgn tv camera and mimic the shot or did wgn give them that shot or what but so it, it zooms in like to see to like follow a home run going over the fence but then it, it kind of shows the fence uh like in left field <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah it, oh yeah, yeah it's ahead. funny jeremy i didn't even when i watched that commercial it was like it was so fast that I didn't even realize it wasn't game footage, which oh, is yeah. uh, which is kind of fun because the shot is so authentic to like what what it would actually look like if there was a home run hit, except for yeah. the zooming in on the fence part. That uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, you're you're totally right. Yeah, looks like a, I mean, looks like it was kind of a crappy day outside too when they were there filming. The yeah, overcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, unless yeah, unless this was shot, you know, during a, a, another pandemic that I'm not aware of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it, it looked kind of like stadiums this year. Um, and then it shows like the the an insert of the True Link fence sign, um, and uh, that's it. <laughs> it comes it comes back to Dawson for a second, and then 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 they're out. A quick, nice, tight ten seconds. Um, but I would say I think I said this at, at the time. Um, I I would love walking around like the neighborhood there's still um uh a fence in like my parents alley that has a true link fence and i really would love to just tear that sign down and and kind of keep it for myself because i get get an autograph get dawson's autograph on it man oh my god jack that is a million dollar idea i was (laughs) oh my god i think yeah i might have to get a pair of tin snips and and you know hit the alley tonight uh, (laughs) under the be careful they they might still uh, still owe him money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's they true. still owe me money. I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying right, nothing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then he throws it at me, and it like cuts my carotid artery, like the edge of this metal sign. Um, yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, and Andre Dawson is a mortician now. Right? Yes, he is in Florida, right? <laughs> yes, I've heard that's that that is pretty crazy. You know, I and um, I actually also heard that there some some TV network is making a, a series, a television series based on like his life after baseball. Yeah, I heard that too. I mean, I, yeah, I guess as if twenty twenty couldn't get any crazier. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, Jeremy. Uh, so let's say I think it's my turn next. If I'm not, yeah. Mistaken. What do you got, Jack? Okay, let's all right. Let's watch the Lasorda one next. All right, let's do it. Um. Get this going. Hey, Tommy Sorta. Looking good. Oh, Back at you, Ron. Sorry to be late, guys. I was in court. How'd it go? Good, Larry. Very, very good. We keep doing what we do best. Hitting home runs for our clients. Yeah. We've been successful in 95% <laughs> of our cases. And we recovered more than $2 billion for our clients. Wow. It's good to be number one. Thanks, Skipper. 
but you still can't hit a curve. They'll fight for you. Hablamos. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. Um, we just dumped him in front of the camera and said, "Sit here for a while." <laughs> He's like, "Just keep the pasta coming." <laughs> Yeah, Ben, that's actually exactly what I like about that commercial is that for the first like 28 uh. seconds of the 30 second spot, he's pretty much just a bystander. Like he's just he's just listening to these two guys talk. It's he's, it's outstanding. He's a smiling corpse is what he is. <laughs> um, the la- the last shot, though, uh, where he says, they'll fight for you. That's what uh, that's what does it for me because uh, like clearly he, he was too enthusiastic. His energy, his energy in that part <laughs> does not match the energy of the rest of the commercial or his no. energy in it. So no. uh, yeah, it stands out like yeah, it stands out like a sore thumb. And it really, it really sounded like he wanted to say like they'll fucking fight for you. Like <laughs> <laughs> he really hits the f hard. Um, well, the the writer couldn't come up with the ending that was baseball related. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, what's like, what's get you out of it? <laughs> um, what's strange is so Tommy Lasorda is in a ton of a ton of commercials. Um, yeah. uh, there's even another one of these commercials for this Larry H. Parker law firm, um, where like like his big thing and at the end of these commercials is being like, but you still can't hit the curve. Um, like that's like his <laughs> that's like his big thing through these commercials. But have you guys also ever seen like the the Slim Fast commercials with Tommy Lasorda? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was—he's um, been a like a spokesman and an off-use guy for commercials for years. Those uh, I think those Slim Fast ads were like a pretty popular uh, thing back in the day too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember those uh, for sure. I, the the actual product itself, I was thinking about like recently, and it just blows my mind that it was like a chocolate shake that you drank like uh, to lose weight. I think it was like I think that the whole thing of it though was that you only drank that. You didn't eat like dinner or something. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Meal replacement. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that exactly. was what uh, that was what the Tommy Lasorda commercial said. They said, yeah, you have one of those shakes for breakfast, one of those for lunch, and then a sensible dinner, and then like for <laughs> and then That's like ridiculous. yeah, yeah, and then during the sensible dinner thing, they would show like meatballs and spaghetti and like garlic yeah. bread or something. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Tommy Lasorda was a, a spokesman for that, and you know, you could clearly see that he had lost weight. I don't know if it was from the slim fast diet, but they would they would show a picture of him looking uh, rather portly. Um, but yes. this one, this one is. Uh, <laughs> but this one is. Uh, yeah, this one. This one is good, though, because I, I also like the part where uh, he just goes. Yeah, um, it's real. Yes. It's, it's real. It's like a real conversation. Uh, not so much a TV commercial. Man, a couple observations I have for this. Number one, I've I've heard of Larry H. Parker before. I guess he's he's like the big like TV lawyer in LA, I think. Uh-huh. Um but uh they'll fight for you. I'm <laughs> just watching that again. It's just <laughs> so crazy. But um uh it's I mean I wonder if Larry H. Parker does elder abuse cases because this because <laughs> he should be he should sue himself for elder abuse. Like this is what a what a way for a like a legendary man, uh, local treasure to go down like like <laughs> you know in his last days of uh, doing like and and I I I recognize that Tommy Lasorda is still alive but um it's like this is like I hope no one sees this and will remember him like what about the kids who see this and like you mean to tell me that that old man from the commercials like was a World Series champion manager. And, uh, it's like, it's, it's pretty sad. I would say he's like, 
like he has that look where his like his head is like down like he he like the man i don't think the man should be making public appearances uh at this age <laughs> um but this also reminds me i was at a game and i'm trying to think if it was 2017 um I was at a game where Tommy Lasorda was the the Cubs were playing the Dodgers. It had been like opening day 2017, I think. Oh, wow. And uh, um or maybe it was during the playoffs. I don't remember, but Tommy Lasorda was being like led through the the concourse like to get to his like private box and he had like a whole entourage around him and I was like I kind of I didn't even go like run towards him, but I was like kind of bobbing and weaving through through fans and I like kind of came up to his like posse and I'm like I'm like, hey, Tommy. And he just like looked the man like looked like he should be like, you know, in bed. And he was being like ushered like <laughs> in like cold temperatures to like, uh, you know, a, in a baseball game. And and it was like this. I don't feel like I wouldn't have felt right about asking for his autograph. I felt like it would have been just totally uh, inconsiderate of, of an old man and his needs. Did but. he did he look uh, did he look up at you or anything, Jeremy? He looked like he does, does in this commercial, like his, his head was all bowed and he was like, eh, where am I? Like I felt <laughs> bad for the man, <laughs> but uh, well, there you go. Well, yeah, there you go, Tommy Lasorda. So uh, it was hard to pick Jeremy, but uh, yeah, I decided to settle on that one. This is a good one. This is like a less known, uh, you know, local spot. So no, good right, pick, Jack. Yeah, for Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Ben, what do you what do you want to go with? Uh, we could go with one of the either the Pepsi Max. Want to do that one? Yeah, let's do that. Um. Here we go. It's star studded. This is a classic. Ben brought this one up uh, right before we were uh, starting, and uh, we put this, we threw this one into the rotation. Zero calories, maximum Pepsi taste. taste. Sorry I yelled at you all these years. I understand. <laughs> Ricky wins again. Can I get a brat? <laughs> Cece, glad you made it. Where'd they come from? Put the machine out here. They came and never left. <laughs> oh. What is this place? Iowa. Only with maximum Pepsi taste and zero calories. Whoa. I love it when he does that. Pepsi Max, the official soft drink of Major League Baseball. There you go. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, how many, because I, I remember that one too. Um, and I was thinking of that one, uh, about that one when we were, uh, had proposed this idea, because I remember it had Raleigh Fingers in it. Um, yeah. and, uh, I was like, oh, that, that's pretty cool. Um, how long ago is this from? It's got to only be a couple years, right? Yeah, it was posted 2011. Um, oh, okay. I think, so I think that older. that's, I think that's feasible that it's from that time. Is everyone still but, alive in that picture? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about that. I'm like looking at that. I was like, is, is there any kind of creepy, like connotations here? The only thing that's dead here is Evan Langoria's career. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, this is an odd commercial. It's yeah, I think everyone in here is still alive. God bless them. But uh, oh, and that was that was Eck too, Dennis Eckersley in there. Um, is yeah. that Mike, Mike? Is that Mike? Mike Schmidt with the yeah. radar gun? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, like nice. looking puzzled at how to work the radar gun. <laughs> yeah, they should have a they should like they should have one where Lou Pinella is like trying to figure out how to use Zoom, because um, <laughs> uh, apparently he wasn't too good at that on the Marquee Network. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, and it, it's it's also odd to see to see Pinella in there, um, just because he is he is kind of funny in it, um, and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't really associate that with him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's odd. I, yeah, Jim Tomey's there. There's Fisk. Fisk has like no lines. Um, uh, I also think, yeah, the, you got the three Ricky Hendersons. Um, yeah, they're all hanging out in the Field of Dreams field. Um, if uh, if you're not familiar with the commercial, but so that that's really weird, right there. Like, so Longoria asks, that is the that is the Bratwurst, right? Uh, yeah, for a Bratwurst. Yeah, and and then it, do, am I wrong? Does a Bratwurst walk away like angry at him? <laughs> No, he, he looks like he's running away, like he's scared. <laughs> oh, maybe oh, he's, he's going to get eaten. Okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he runs away. It's like, hey, hey, take it easy, man. Randall Simon isn't isn't on this field of dreams. Like, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think. Um. Yeah. I, I was like, I thought maybe he like offended him or something, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is a good commercial. I think the fact the the whole idea of Pepsi max has, has like kind of plagued me for years because I, I loved drinking Pepsi max. Um, but it's like the most embarrassing thing to, to, to drink. It's like, can I get a Pepsi max? Like, it's, it's like, it's like, who, who do you think you are? Some kind of hot shot? Like you're, you're like some kind of snowboarder or something. You need Pepsi max. Um, so it was always like a, just a general punchline for me, I feel, um, and then to have it be like about all these like iconic baseball players, like, you know, hawking Pepsi max, it's like, it, it doesn't, it still doesn't manage to give it any sort of credibility. I've never had, I've never had a Pepsi max. Um, you know, it's, it tastes like regular Pepsi. <laughs> Do they do they still do they, do they still have do they still have Pepsi Max? So they rebranded it now, and it's just like Pepsi Zero Sugar or something, which okay. is like a which is a complete mouthful. But they must have their marketing team must have been like, let's. I'd rather call it Pepsi Zero Sugar than Pepsi Max. It's like it's still better, even though it's a fucking mouthful. But <laughs> but yeah. So but I've I've moved on to, to regular diet Pepsi now. Um, so. My Pepsi Max. Actually, I don't like Pepsi Zero Sugar. Uh, I, I I don't like it. It's like it's not as good as Pepsi Max. So I learned something new today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm getting that uh, nice whatever that aspartame uh, in my in my bloodstream. Um. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. That that was a good one. That one we had to get there uh, into the rotation. Is there anyone um, who's missing in that one? Um, like there's more players than than they show. That's okay. We don't have to watch. It. Yeah, there's there's some like actually there's a there's a royal in the background. There's some di- uh, some tigers, but I think they're just like general guys. They might you know? just be ex- extras. Yeah. 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 So, um, let's see here. Okay, I got a couple. Uh, what do I want to play? Uh, we can play this one. I don't even know if this one is that funny, but I'm I'm throwing it in there anyway. I'm throwing it in the mix. I bought myself some time with that 10 second. Uh, Dawson commercial. So, um, (laughs) all right. So this is for Mikatin athletes foot spray (laughs) and then features. I'll just say as a warning, it features no actual baseball players, but it does feature baseball. So here we go. 
Somehow there's got to be a cure for athlete's foot. Hey, step up to the mic. Mike? Mike, it's a... This cures athlete's foot. It's got something the others don't. Myconazole. There's nothing more powerful. Yes? You got something that cures athlete's foot? Sure, step up to the mic. Huh? <laughs> Micotin. It cures athlete's foot. Step up to the cure. Step up to the mic. Micotin, also in deodorant spray. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a, a tale of like two commercials right there, Jeremy. I feel like I feel like the writers of that commercial had ideas for two different spots, and they yeah. weren't lo- they weren't long enough. Like you know, they're like, man, we can't we can't possibly milk this like locker room celebration for any more than you know for ten more seconds. Let's let's segue to a drugstore with like you know <laughs> with like some sad sack asking for a cure for athlete's foot. I don't get it. Like, are they? Impl- oh, is that a male? Is he supposed to be a mailman? I think he is right. a mailman. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. it's not just for jocks, Jack. Right? It's yeah. Anybody, anybody can get athletes. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I now I see. I All thought right. it was an Arizona Diamondback hat. That's what I thought too when I first saw that. Like, yeah, the first part of that commercial. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, you know this smack, and I feel like that guy is somebody. Like he looks kind of like <laughs> looks like Dennis Franz a little bit, like a young Dennis Franz or something. But, um, but yeah, I don't know why. I I remember like. I think of like whenever I hear the word Mike, I always think of I always think of this commercial like step up to the mic, Mike it's in, and um I almost when I I googled it because I'm like w- was like Keith Hernandez like a spokesperson for this or something, but I found this commercial I'm like I guess I must just just thought about this like I I do associate it with baseball, um because I remember this commercial it's from 1988 so mm-hmm. Jack you were like a wee lad of two years old or something right yeah I was uh, yeah so I don't remember this at all yeah yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty old one. Um, ben, do you remember this commercial? I kind of do. Uh, it, it does look familiar, but the, <laughs> yeah. just the guy who's sitting next to the guy who has athlete's foot on the, uh, <laughs> on the bench, he doesn't say anything. He's just looking at the guy's feet the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As it, yeah, they clearly have a relationship where he's like, hey, would you take a look at this foot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he sprays it. It's like in a spray bottle, and it's like misting on the guy's knee. Like he, the guy yeah. couldn't get any closer to him either. He's like right on top of him. Like, get yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like if the guy, if someone sat next, to, like Ben, if you came sat and sat next to me, and you were like sticking your athlete's foot foot in my face, I'd say, "Get the hell out of here!" And I get up and go to the other side of the locker room. <laughs> well, we know that already. You, you you wouldn't tolerate that, Jerry. No, um, for, for sure. Yeah, and I like that these like baseball players, both of them had like like real like meatball like uh, like Brooklyn accents. He's like, yeah, yeah th- there's got to be a cure for athlete's foot. And the other guy's like, hey, like step up to the mic. You know, it's yeah, uh, I, it, yeah, it's very strange. And I I don't know, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy in the in the '80s in like pharmacies, was there, was there just like a pharmacist walking around in a lab coat, like <laughs> who you could who you could ask things to? Yeah, I wonder. Um, uh yeah that's maybe in like you know small town usa i guess uh you could still get that kind of treatment but even in 88 i think that that was that wasn't happening much um i like i like what he he says like it's got what the others don't my <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. oh okay perfect like my um so yeah so there you go mike it's in uh, athlete's foot spray featuring baseball i like it um is it my turn jeremy yeah all right, let's uh, let's just go to the George Brett one next. Hey, what what video based 
uh, podcast with Ben Perkins would it be if we didn't have a George Brett commercial, right? Right. <laughs> Here we go. Or a George Brett video. Here we go. This is a Life Boy soap commercial from 1980. All right. George Brett is Life Boy. Look at him. Oh. You get dirty out here, smelly too. So after I give my body to baseball, I give it to Life Boy. Nothing powers away dirt and sweat better. And Life Boy kills odor. Gives me real deodorant protection. George Brett, before Life Boy, after Life Boy. I'll take after Life Boy. If you want to count on smelling clean, give your body to Life Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Life Boy. <laughs> what do you guys do you remember do you guys remember life boy soap no the, the, the weird thing is it doesn't have any scent to it you know it doesn't like i don't it doesn't say like what it sells like like usually oh, that's yeah. what soap companies use to sell their product yeah <laughs> just no, soap no <laughs> scent yeah exactly the only reason why i know life boy is like they mentioned it in, in a christmas story Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, early 80s uh, movie, right? It was like 83 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, they must have in the 50s, right? Yeah, like they must have gone out of business or gotten bought out or something. But uh, yeah, this commercial is uh, is great. First of all, I like that woman who's like, does George Brett use Life Boy? And then she's like, uh, but like, <laughs> I, I can't. When I first watched this commercial, I couldn't tell if she was like, uh, as in like she was super attracted to George Brett. Or like disgusted at how dirty he got while he was playing, because she kind of uh, yeah. she kind of smiles a little bit too. She's like, uh, but then she smiles. Um, I think she's supposed to be disgusted though at first. Uh, yeah. See, yep, yeah. there you go. I guess so. At the end. That's yeah, that's interesting, Jack. Because yeah, I mean, I thought I, I could have guessed that she had an orgasm right there in this in the stadium. <laughs> like that's what I that's thought. What I happened. thought too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you're right, though, because then she's like, I'll take clean George Brett, or I'll take after Life Boy. It's like, geez, like the man's like, you know, it's not like he's like rooting around in like, like, you know, shit, <laughs> you know, and that, that would be a later video. Um, yeah. If only she knew, if only she knew about that other video, you know, yeah. Jesus, she, she would be like, I'll take the dirty. I'll take the, you know, the baseball dirt, George Brett. Right. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I, I love the, the steamy shower scenes of George Brett in this, too. Um, he really went for it. He did. Yeah, he was smiling. He was having a great time in that shower. You know, I, like if, if you shower with Life Boy soap, like you're going to have a you're going to have a nice time while you're showering. Straight, straight water. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he's really like grinding into his shoulder here. Like, watch right this right here. He's like, get in there. <laughs> He's probably like, like when he was done shooting that, the the so the bar of soap was probably like a little, just like pebble of, of soap because he grounded it into his skin so hard. That's pretty. Yeah, he really went. He's for smiling it. pretty hard in that uh, shower scene too. So it's like the other players are like, uh, oh man, I don't want to shower next to this guy. He's he likes to shower too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Willie Wilson and Dan Quisenberry are like, all right, well, let's wait till bread is done so we can hit the showers. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good stuff. Get in there, clean it. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is like that. It's obscene, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's 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 good stuff. I I did not I was not aware of these commercials. Yeah, and uh, give give your body to life, boy. Is that's uh, kind of a strange uh, uh, slogan too. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hardcore. He's <laughs> like 
after I'm done giving my body to baseball, I give my body to Life Boy. It's like Jesus, it's just soap. Christ, yeah, I can it's watch this all day long. It's it's your body, dude. You don't have to give it to anybody, man, or anything. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, into like yeah, like some sort of communion sort of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the body of Brett. Um, all righty here. So, um, oh yeah, okay, Ben, you got two more here, and I got. Uh, I kind of got two more also. Um, so uh, let's see. Which one do you want to go with uh, next, uh, Ben? Um, well, you got the – surprise me. Go with the – you got the Randy Johnson one pulled up? Yeah. Okay, yeah, do that one because that, that one is uh, it's, it's pretty good. Okay, sweet. Here we go. <clears throat> He's 0 for 1. Randy Johnson and his days in Seattle. Little extra side oh, Just money. getting away from him. A lot of people wonder what pitchers do when they're not playing. I, for example, have a paper out. <laughs> Obviously, it's not for the money. <laughs> I guess I just like people. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is from that seemed like it was like a clip from like the World Series. Oh, it, yeah, it could have been when the Diamondbacks were in the World Series. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah. like so. The, so it starts with. Yeah, I mean, because this is Yankees. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it. so he like they show it starts. It's like video footage of Johnson grounding out and then they cut to this like video package. And yeah, it's like this is it's unclear what where this came from. Like, was this. A commercial. I, this must have been a commercial for this. Actually, it was a this, yeah Fox Sports commercial. So it was yeah. like a front sell for a baseball season coming up or something. Yeah, this this probably was like in the same batch that that the one that I was talking about with Sosa and Sandberg. Like maybe just a couple years later. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Yes. So then he's like driving uh, down. He's driving in his car, delivering newspapers, and he throws one, breaks a window throws another one and like scatters a family and then it throws one through a window where some dude is showering. Uh, so yeah, this is a good call to dovetail on the uh, George Brett uh, video. Yeah. I was going to say the guy was using, he was using life boy. soap. Um, <laughs> it actually hits him in the back of the head too. That's pretty funny. Yeah. The guy's reactions classic. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good stuff. But how did you remember that one, Ben? That, that one just was just in your head or did you come across that one? Well, actually I was like, uh, I was looking for a, a newer commercial from Randy Johnson, and then because uh, he does have a, a Geico one where he's throwing snowballs, um, and then this one oh, popped yeah. up, and I do remember it because it was like before the baseball season, I, I believe, and I was like, "Oh man, uh, it's pretty funny." Uh, so it just all came together uh, when you guys were talking about the commercials. So yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting too. He actually does seem like a, a kind of a funny guy, um, you know, who has a sense of humor about himself, which which was definitely like not the type of guy that he tried to uh, portray himself as on the mound. Um, you know, and he, he seemed like a more of the type of guy who wanted to strike fear into the the hearts of hitters, and he certainly did. But yeah, here he, you definitely see his lighter side, so that's kind of a that's kind of a cool thing, and he does a good job with it. Yeah. Much, much different than his uh, first uh, <clears throat> interview as a New York Yankee. That's, that's, that, that's on much John, first. You see that clip there? That's that John Crook uh, clip uh, where he's throwing the ball. He throws it over his head, and he like 
Oh yeah, you know, he's just freaked out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and in an All Star game, yeah, he threw. Yeah, and then I, I, um, I think yeah, and I think Kruk at one point it might have been the same All Star game. Uh, I'm not sure, but he didn't he bat right handed against Randy Johnson and then like flip his helmet around, or was that a different guy? No, that was it. That was like after the one went over his head, he uh, he 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 went and switched sides of the plate. <laughs> right, right. To to save his to protect his life. Um. So uh, all right. So I got um. I got uh, I found a couple like supercuts of like different um. Of uh, like a collection of commercials. So I have those are my last two that I have to close with. So I'll I'll, I'll I have three in a row three like 30 second spots in a row that I, I think are uh, uh, would be funny to watch. So uh, let me, Beautiful. let me cue that up. So this first one is um, <clears throat> just a collection of um, ESPN uh, sports center commercials. Um, nothing too, um, you know, earth shattering or like, we're, I'm not digging super deep on these, but yeah, uh, um, they were, you know, Sports Center had really funny commercials, um, and uh, they they featured all kinds of uh, athletes. Uh, so someone made a supercut, uh, basically, of uh, baseball ones specifically. So I found three back to back ones here. Uh, so I'll just play all three of these. I thought these were pretty good, so I'll just play these back to back. So the first one is uh, going to be Joey Votto. Okay. I think it's coming in really good. Yeah, totally. I'm going to win this mustache contest. Maybe. Good luck with the... You're going down this year. See you in two weeks, pal. In an office like this, when one of us catches a cold, it, it's it's weird. It, it spreads like crazy. John! Problem. Sage. First one person, then two, then ten. We, we don't know how it happens. You guys doing? What's up? Maybe it's the ventilation or something. Nobody knows. We've got huge news in baseball in a deal that could affect the future. <coughs> or to re-record your personal greeting, press two. <laughs> hey, this is the freak. I'm not on my desk right now. Hey, this is the franchise. Franchise. That's area. Hey, this is the freaky franchise here. Big time Timmy Jim's office here. Don't even call us with that. Hi, this is Tim Linscombe. If you leave your name, number, and a short message, I'll be hey, sure to Hey, big get... time Timmy Jim, what's up? If you're unhappy with your greeting. We go through. So there you go. There's <clears throat> three, three of them right there. Um, so just to recap what those three were. So the first one was, um, Joey Votto is like in the, uh, like washing his hands in the bathroom next to a uh, Carl Ravitch. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> he's talking about winning a mustache contest. And then the Reds mascot comes out with the big mustache and, uh, he's, you know, he tells him good luck. Uh, the second one is, uh, chilling, uh, parallel of, of what we're going through right now <laughs> where a, uh, too uh, dark. Yeah, cold is running rampant in the uh, sports center um, <clears throat> offices because uh, Robinson Cano is doing these like crazy celebrations with with the with the anchors. And then the last one is uh, Tim Lincecum trying to record his outgoing message and giving his different uh, 
his different nicknames basically but yeah i thought those three were were kind of funny um you know there's some there's definitely some classic sports center ones um <clears throat> the first one it was kind of cool just to see a, a young joey vado yeah he does look he does look young in that clip um yeah i always just thought kind of right off the bat to talk about these um i always really <laughs> like these uh those types of sports, uh, sports center commercials, um, like where like they would bring athletes in and it was like the athletes worked at the office. I thought that yeah. was really like clever. Um, and I mean, they made a whole bunch of those commercials, but I thought that right. was a really clever concept for, uh, for the commercials. Do they still do, do they still do those types of commercials? You know, that's a good question. I, does anyone I watch ESPN anymore? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. <clears throat> I, yeah. I wouldn't know cause I don't watch it, but, um, I would not be surprised if they, if they don't still do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know they just laid a bunch of people off, um, and they've been doing that for like a couple of years, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is, um, that was good. And like Carl Ravich is, uh, is, is funny in those, uh, as well. Um, yeah, and for some reason, Jeremy, I thought that was Mariano Rivera, but uh, obviously, you know, from the number, it, it wasn't. But um, yeah. yeah, you know that that was pretty good. And Tim Tim Lincecum, you know, it was kind of a funny commentary on how he had a whole bunch of nicknames. Um, yeah. So I that was the like so I um I remember hearing at some point that his nickname was was Big Game Timmy Jim, mm-hmm. uh, but I never knew like exactly where that came from. Uh, so I was like always kind of curious about that like where that came from and i'm like did it come from that commercial or did that exist beforehand i don't know but yeah i I always remember the freak he was always the freak yeah yeah that that was his most prominent one for sure um but there you go yeah just you know these are classics so uh figured i'd get that in the mix there that's pretty good that's good um all right ben uh we got one more for you this is a good one. I had forgotten about this one. Uh, this is a Snickers ad from 1996. Oh, okay. Here cool. we go now. No butter, no butter, no butter, no butter. That's all right. It's okay. No stick. No. That's <laughs> all right. We'll get it back now. All right, come on. <laughs> this is the guy. If your next meal might be some time off, remember, nothing satisfies like Snickers thick milk chocolate roasted peanuts and creamy caramel. Okay, we're wearing them down. Snickers. Hungry? Why wait? It's okay. <laughs> Do you remember that one, Jack? I, do, I don't. I don't really remember that one. Um, what? When is that? Oh, it's from 96, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall that one. Looks like the Cubs probably, scoreboard back there. It was probably on heavy rotation during MTV, and that's all I watched in 1996 was MTV. Oh. Stop. So <laughs> that makes a lot summer, of sense. Summer of 96, just, uh, you know, every other commercial was this one. Yeah, right. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Um, you know, what's what, what stood out to me, like, yeah, first of all, a lot of great lines in this, like, no stick. Like the uh, guy, the actor in this commercial is great. Like he should have been cast in a baseball movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like there's some good stuff there for sure. Um, but it also like kind of blew my mind. Like I didn't realize that they were kind of doing this like hungry why wait thing all the way back in 96, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a long, uh, that's a long ad campaign. Um, yeah. yeah I, I wonder, and yeah, to your point, Jeremy, I wonder, uh, 
I wonder if he improvised some of those lines. Like if they yeah. just, they were just like, yeah, just riff uh, while you're out there. But yeah, the no stick thing is, is pretty good. Like the guy, the guy seems believable as like some guy who's just doing chatter. So like he obviously yeah. seems like he knows a little bit about, about baseball. Yeah. We should track this guy down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Probably not doing anything. And he's, he's definitely probably a lefty too. Uh, you know, like it, it, it's, it's interesting that he's, that he's left-handed. Um, you know, so I wonder, I wonder if he actually is left-handed in real life. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Mullen yeah, Field. <laughs> I know. There's yeah. so many, like, I'm, I'm so curious as to, like, the set for this or, like, if this was, like, a real spot or what, what the deal was. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's a cool-looking set and everything. Uh, yeah, with the hand-operated scoreboard. Um, so, yeah, uh, good stuff for sure. We probably should have closed with this one, but <laughs> that's <great. laughs> um, There's still time. <laughs> yeah yeah true i know cut it cut it um i'm teasing i'm teasing so now uh here's let's see let me try to pull this one up this uh, we can we can go out on this one um ben you might remember these um but these were uh do you remember the the um colorado rockies commercials ben from watching like uh you know rockies games when we had the package at the house Oh, I think I do. I, there was like one where when they first got the humidor. Is that one in this one? Uh, yes. Uh, that yes. Might, I remember one. that one really. Like, uh, they're, they're, okay, go ahead. I won't ruin it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so um, these were as far as I can tell, these were like around like from '09 to like 2011, 2012, maybe. Maybe they went on longer than that. But um, yeah. Watch getting the baseball package. Like when me and Ben were roommates, like we we got the baseball package and um. Well, that probably was like what 2007, 2008 or something like that. Maybe probably, earlier than yeah. that. Earlier 2005, than that. 2005, 2004ish, yeah. 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 So we were we were watching a lot of West Coast games and stuff and so yeah, just watching those games you get catch like local commercials and uh so the Rockies actually had like really funny commercials actually. They were definitely like in the spirit of the ESPN commercials, but Best I even think of that my they, life, they were, by the way. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um uh but uh yeah like um they were like they were they kind of they were funnier than espn uh, commercials in a lot of ways uh just because they were just kind of more just random i guess uh but yeah let's look at uh that one first uh the humidor so let's get this one going ah smoking fastball Sweet changeup. Ah, smooth slider. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hanging curveball. Cuban? No, I'm Canadian. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's um, uh, Aaron Cook and Jeff Francis. <laughs> yeah, that no, that is good. Yeah, couple of blasts from the past. So they're they're sitting in uh, the humidor, like the walk-in humidor, uh, sniffing baseballs like pre-game, and uh, yeah, they're like sniffing like what pitch it's they can sniff it and tell like what pitch it's gonna be, and then like they th they, they take the hanging slider, the hanging curveball, and put it in the visitors' uh, ball bag. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty good one. Um, <clears throat> that's the one you were talking about, Ben. Yeah, that's that's it's it's a great. Uh, when we first saw it, it was it was fantastic because uh, humidor was a new concept. It was like, oh, it's going to change the Rockies. 
<laughs> no, yeah, <it's> not. <laughs> totally. No, yeah, they still have false batting title champions. Um, well, back then the, they had the humidor, but they still had the same players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so okay, two more to, to wrap it up here. I think these two are pretty funny, uh, both fe- featuring Carlos Gonzalez, um, and both featuring, uh, speaking in uh, his native tongue so uh for comedic effect so here we go here's here's another one oiga tienen sopa things trying to say jabón oh so ah jabón estoy embarazada hey muchachos estoy embarazada good good let's try What's all this? <laughs> all right, so there you go. So, um, so it's okay. So this is a tough one. Okay, so it's that's Carlos Gonzalez, and I think that's Chris Ionetta. And then yeah, oh, and then be. oh, and that's Miguel Olivo, right? That's the the former White Sox catcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I. Cannot remember if he was on the White Sox, but I remember yeah, Miguel Olivo. Definitely, definitely on the White Sox. Um, yeah, that's oh, thank God for the back of his uniform. They, they probably showed that just so people would be able to tell who the hell this guy was, year, like in ten years. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he's like, it's. I think that's Chris Ionetta. He's asking them for soap, but he's saying um, uh, soup or something, right? And um, so uh, yeah, and then they like, so he's he's speaking. He accidentally says. Uh, I'm pregnant and they say congratulations and then they walk away and Carlos Gonzalez says he's crazy <laughs> and then they show after he comes back to his locker room and there's all these like uh, shower gifts um, to celebrate him being pregnant so I thought that was a pretty funny uh, one and then uh, this is another this is a, one's pretty epic with Carlos Gonzalez so we'll, we'll close it out on this one te estaba buscando. Tú sabes que yo te miro mucho como bateador. Me gusta cómo te desempeñas en el home, cómo te enfocas hacia los pitchers, como si fueras a matar un toro. Entonces, yo quisiera tener una relación contigo y confiar mucho en ti. Por eso tengo un problema y te lo quiero decir. Se me rompió la uña. ¿Tú tienes por ahí un corta uña que me preste? Gracias, amigo. You're welcome. What? <laughs> There you go. So um, that is uh, for the at-home listener. It's uh, Carlos Gonzalez walks into uh, the the locker room, goes up to um, uh, Todd Helton, and then like kind of players gather around, but he's like going on and on like in Spanish. You got Ryan Spielborgs in the background, like chewing the scene, uh, giving like a little shifty back and forth eyes. And he goes on and on in Spanish. And then Helton turns around, hands him a, a nail clipper, and he's like, thank you. And then he walks away. So... Good, good comedy. Yeah, mixture, the, uh, Todd Helton's uh, uh, personality. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I will say in watching these, yeah, Helton does make a few appearances, but uh, never, never a heavy lift. I think in the acting scene, I do feel, I do feel like Ryan Spielberg's really like must have kind of like, like, uh, like cheerleaded, like, like, like really, like. pushed uh the rockies to keep doing these kind of commercials so he could kind of show off his like 
acting chops. Here. Is, is he in? Is he in any of the other commercials? He is. Yeah. Um. There's this one. Uh this like staring contest one here at the end, which I didn't pick, uh, but uh, he's uh, yeah, they're, they're showing him in this like staring contest and like his players, his teammates are behind him. Like, and it's there. He's trying to be like intense. Um, and then he like will lose uh, his focus here in a second. And you see that he was going against the Colorado Rockies mascot basically. Uh, but yeah, okay. so he, he does appear in a, in a good amount of them. Um, yeah, I, yeah, Jeremy, I definitely feel like he pushed himself to be like, he's like, oh man, I got to in that Helton one. He's like, oh man, I got, I got to be the guy that's like between the two guys that are talking and like, you know, my, my head is, my head is going back and forth between people. Um, like that, that's such a, that's such a cliche and like, it, it doesn't ever happen in real life, but, uh, (laughs) you know, unless like somebody's purposely like staging that. But uh, but yeah, I feel like you know Ryan Spielberg's definitely felt like that was kind of the height of comedy. Um, yeah. uh, I, I do like. I will say that's a, a clever commercial though, because uh, you know it it even seems kind of intense. It almost seems like Carlos Gonzalez is yelling at Todd Helton. Todd Helton's uh-huh. kind of Todd Helton's kind of looking at him like he's like kind of uh, uh, you know taken aback by what Carlos Gonzalez is saying. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I like that one. That was good. Yeah. Pretty funny stuff um, for like. Local They're not taking it so seriously. They actually had like a, you know, it's not it's not baseball serious. You know, a little light, uh, and uh, I always appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I I always liked watching those, and I was like, I remember at the time, I was like, damn, like these are funny. Like, I can't talk to anyone about these because, like, yeah, me and me, Ben, me and you were like the only ones who like you know knew who had access to these like at that point, like. You know, MLB TV wasn't really a thing. I I don't think it wasn't really too big. Well, it was like two hundred fifty dollars, and we we both didn't have the money back then, and we we scrounged and saved just to get it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, the package. Yeah, no one in their right mind was paying that much money just to to get all the games because no one was as, as hardcore, I guess, as we were at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, so there you go. I mean, there are there are so many of these, and like I'm I'm it's another one of those ones where I'm like haunted that like I'm gonna remember one tomorrow and be like, damn it, like why didn't I bring that one in there? Um, and then there's like like we said before, there's just so many that like you just can't friggin' find anymore. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully someone will unearth one on a VHS cassette and, and upload it to YouTube. Uh, but another one where I totally can see there being like a part two of somewhere down the line. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we, we still got to do the part two of the baseball clips one. So that, that'll be, that'll, that'll happen sometime. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Ben, yeah, you're a, you're a perfect guest for this. Uh, you uh, have your finger on the pulse of, uh, of uh, video baseball, like, uh, you know, fringe baseball uh, humor out there and stuff. So, so yeah, we're always, um, we're always happy to have you on board and have your contributions to these types of episodes. Well, thank you both. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem, Ben. Um, yeah, Jeremy, uh, what do you say we wrap this one up? Yeah, let's do it, Jack. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how the offseason keeps progressing and uh, what other uh, little capers uh, Tony Larissa can get himself into between now and <laughs> opening day. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the, uh, well, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Denisio. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>